the Lord just uh, kind of dropped in my heart this week. Well, there's been a bunch of things just with everything that's happening. Uh, but I just, I want to just, I'm really going to hit a few scriptures other than what's, what I'm going to read out of Psalm 1. But Psalm 1 is where we want to land right now. Psalms chapter 1. And I want to talk to you today. I just want to have the heart of the Lord on, on some of the issues that we're facing, if I can articulate that well. Lord, I'm, I'm just going to pray, okay? Above all things, we need to pray. And Father, I just thank you. Lord, uh, we, we do lift up, do lift up um, Ernie's friend. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of needs. I'm just going to shout out a couple things, and then, then I'll pray a little more. But we thank you for touching Lucas. That's the Charles' grandson. God, we just pray that there'd be a swift, uh, just miraculous recovery upon his, uh, his head, his skull, all the things that, that's happening there. Father, that we rebuke the disease that he's been diagnosed with, and we just thank you that your hand's upon him. And God, I just ask that as grandparents, they just release the kingdom on their grandson, Father. And I thank you, Father, for your fire that's going to touch this little, little man, Father, right now. And Holy Spirit, we just pray that you just release a speedy recovery. Just let everything just go as, as planned, Father, and then more, and then more, and then more, and then more, and then more. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We do pray for Steve right now as he's, he's recovering uh, quickly. Lord, we just speak to the pneumonia in the lungs. And we just declare, Father, that it dries up. Father, that you give him just strength in his inner man, Father, and in his physical being. God, I thank you for his life. We just call forth everything in his body, all those nerves that might be still sleeping. We call them to awaken, and we call them to, to, to come alive, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. And we just release, Father, faith right now as a, as a group, Lord, as, a, as, as family, Father, as his brothers and sisters, Lord. We release, Lord, uh, the spirit of breakthrough over him, over their family, Father, right now, over the trolls again, Father, we thank you for all these things. Father, we pray for uh, Ernie's friend who, who had an overdose. Uh, one of my friends, had an, his friend had an overdose, and he's in a coma. Lord, we pray that you bring back to life. He's got little kids. God, I just declare and decree we break the power of, of the addiction right now. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your hand and your, your, your touch on his life. Lord, bring him out. We call him back. We call him back. We call the coma, we call him back out of the coma, Father. And Father, that he come into the saving knowledge of who you are. And Lord, we speak to his spirit, man. We call him back right now. In Jesus' name, we call him back. And Father, we thank you. And Lord, we look at the nation, and we look at the nations. Lord, we look at Afghanistan. We look at what's going on around the world. God, we just come to you in agreement, in prayer right now. We believe, Father, you are the only answer. There isn't a political answer. There has to be wisdom and understanding from heaven. And we just declare and decree that right now, that, Father, you begin to open up things, Father, to even, even politicians, even to those who might, who might have no understanding, God. I pray for swift decisions to save lives. Lord, we pray for the underground church in Afghanistan, that, Lord, you just break open. And, Lord, you just uh, would set a cloud of protection over those who are who are. Who are uh, in in oh, under this oppression right now and God we thank you father for your fire we thank you for your presence in that place God we pray that you would awaken and you'd bring a, a fresh a, a anointing to awaken even the Taliban father even Isis God that they, we just declare those dreams and visions of Jesus that there'd be an army that would wake up and come to their senses and and realize father that you are king Jesus and, Father, we thank you that you're able to do that right now. We thank you, Father, that souls will come to Christ if we just come and continue to believe in intercession and pray. And, God, we thank you for that right now. And we do declare and decree over this nation, Father, would you pull down the veil? Would you open up the heavens and pull down the veil? Father, would our eyes just be opened a little more to what you're doing in this hour? And, Lord, would you release something beyond what we understand or know? But, God, give us the, the spirit of understanding to walk things out in this hour. Lord, would you help us? Lord, you say, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. 
Blessed is the man who walks in the who does not walk, who walks in the council, who does not walk in the counsel of the uh, ungodly. Father, I just thank you that you're releasing just truth in this hour, and so we're asking that you open our hearts, Father. Open our eyes tonight, open our ears tonight, Lord. Help us to see and know and understand what you're doing in this hour, and Lord, help us to be watchmen on the wall. Help us to be watchmen on the wall. And everyone said amen. We come into agreement on that. So I'm just going to read this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. That means in the same judgment we stand, we go before the Bema seat of Christ. We go before the judgment seat of Christ. We don't stand in, in judgment b before the Father who judges souls, but they stand in a different place. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And I just want to touch on a few things. I actually want to just focus pretty much on verse Two, and I will touch the, some of the rest of this, but I just want you to, to look at being seated. I'm going to go backwards because it says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, being seated, nor stands in the path of sinners, or who walks not according to the ungodly. We're going to talk about what a blessed man is. And when I say blessed, that means we're consecrated. How I many knows what we always use the word be blessed or blessings? We, you know, we send an email, blessings, whatever. We, we want to bless, bless, bless. But bless it, to be a blessed man or woman is, means that we're consecrated, means that we're separated, means that we don't look like the world. We look different than the world. We look different than the spirit of this age. It, is moving in, in, in amongst us. And, and I just want you to look at how, I, I just feel like these three words just popped out to me, but I'm going to reverse them because I feel like there's a purpose that the Lord made me reverse them. We're going to be, we're going to talk about being seated. We're going to be talking about standing, and then we're going to talk about walking. Because I feel like even in conversations this week, <laughs> I, I just felt like the Lord highlighted some things about rest and about waiting and this place seated is, is when you become saved when you receive Christ you should come into this place and all of us we don't leave this place but we live from this place and that's the place of rest and I have to say as all the nations are raging because we go right into Psalm 2 it says the nations rage and what's happening in the earth right now is not calming down it's probably likely to just get in more intense and so please don't make a little spot in Idaho someplace where you think you're going to live and land and be away from all this because it's coming to your doorstep. And so as much as believers want to keep, you know, kind of ignoring, want life to go back to normal, I believe that the, the Lord is not allowing life to go back to normal because he wants his church to rise up in this hour. And there is a spirit of this age that's at work in in the whole world, it's happening right now in, in America, but look at the evil that's being released right in the Middle East, in the center. That's, that's the hot spot where Jesus is coming. You know that, right? That's the place where Jesus, Jesus is showing up in Jerusalem, but it's not far away from where all that turmoil is happening right now. And am I, am I saying that Jesus is coming tomorrow? Probably not. But I am saying that he is coming to, to very soon, and you and I are probably one of the last generations to bring in and usher in the last great harvest that's released in the pillar. And you should be excited for that because there's something that God wants to just prepare us for. 
And so as I sit, and I, and I want us to just look at this, because you are seated in heavenly places, right? That's when you come to Christ, God seats you in heavenly places. And you can all look this up. I'm just going to fire some things at you, because the, you want to be seated with Christ in heavenly places, because our perspective must come from heavenly places. If you're thinking on this earth level about anything, if you're thinking that some, some military thing is going to pop up in America, and take, apparently, apparently... The military is not in charge of America. Apparently. Okay? Let's just look at some things because, you know, there's conspiracy stuff and all these things that are floating around like the military is running the country. Well, if they were, they were knuckleheads and letting what happened just happen. Selah. We'll just go on. The Holy Spirit wants us to be engaged with what he's doing in this hour. And when he says to be that we're seated, listen, you, when I was, you and I, everyone in this room, when we were babies, we just couldn't walk. You couldn't walk. You had to be carried. I remember my son. He was little, you know. He would just say these words to me all the time, carry you. He'd want me to carry him. But he'd say, carry you. And, and he meant carry me. But... <laughs> But that was the thing. He wanted to be carried around. And this is the place of being seated. Seated is where we rest with Christ. Seated is where the Lord is actually doing the work. Seated is, is that place of waiting with expectancy before, the, before we run. See, we always want to run before. We always want to take off and go running, right? We know what happens to two-year-old and three-year-olds when they take off running and they don't know how to really use their boom. There's, there's injuries that happen. So uh, crashing off of tables, all kinds of things. But I realized this, that the Lord's calling every one of us to learn to live in this place of waiting. Everyone say with me, waiting. And I want to be able to wait. Ready? I want to wait on the Lord. If we wait on the Lord, the Bible says that we grow wings. <laughs> we grow strength like eagles. Come on. We get really, God can bring us to high places if we wait on the Lord. But we want to just go. And we just want to move. And we just want to do things to do things because it seems good. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end leads to death. Right? And so God says, wait on me for instructions, and he'll tell you. And I truly believe that as we wait upon the Lord, as I begin to put myself in the seat. Listen, if there was a throne here, I'd just sit in it. And I've had visions from being seated. Actually, the first time Danny Stein prophesied over me, I was like in this trance, like gone, gone on a throne with the Lord. Like, whoof. And the first time he prophesied over me, I'd, I'd had this encounter right before. And, and that was 15 years ago. It was crazy. I say that because I had this engagement with God that I was moving, and he was showing me things, and I was in the throne. With, not on his throne, but with him, seated in heavenly places. And he was my guide. Everyone say, he's my guide. Yeah, it's not weird, like, new age stuff. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is your guide in this day. And right now, we need to move into this place where the Lord himself is the one who we're sitting next to, we're waiting for, we're allowing him to speak and be clear on what he's saying in this time. Because there is, there is so much stuff moving in the, in the atmosphere on the second, uh, second heavens that we can't, we can't understand it unless we're walking with him. And so you can't walk until you wait. I'm telling you, we want to walk, we want to, we want to even stand, and we can't even stand straight because we have yet to rest in the Lord in the power of his might. You know, God wants us to be in that place where we're resting and waiting on him. And listen, in this time, I feel like in America, listen, we've got all these things happening, right? We've got all this stuff. We've got this agenda. There's a, there's a satanic agenda to try and to snuff out where... Our, this beautiful place we call America. I know, I don't really say much. I haven't really said a whole lot. But there has to be a place where we come to, where we, are, we have resolve in our hearts that as the church, if all of a sudden Taliban, let's just say Taliban, showed up here, what would you do? Well, they're not. Well, they're not yet. I know we're comfortable. I know we like our little American lives. 
and I don't say this to bring like un unnecessary like alarm, but listen, the alarm is going off. The alarm is 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 clanging, and we're just busy doing our own thing. I, I felt this so much. Listen, we went out for outreach yesterday, and I just felt like I felt like I had to re like reconfigure my whole like what am I doing? What are we doing? And that was just being out on the we, we were just out on the street, and it was last week too. I guess we did you know we did the prayer thing, so it's been two weeks in a row, and it's been building. But we went out and we just we were with Scots with friends of ours, and we were just at a tent, and we just got out. And God bless Anthony. I'm like this guy. I'll just wait at the sign, and wait for someone to come by, and if they make eye contact with me, I'm going to talk to them. But you know when you got a thing that says healing and freedom in front of you, they look at it and they either do this or they look at you. So I'm waiting. But Anthony was awesome. Anthony and Anna were awesome because they just chased. And he's like, bro, man of God. And he's getting in front of people. And he's like with his hand like this. Just, you're going to get saved. He, he led three people to Christ when I was with him alone. Never mind. Just leading people to Jesus. Just to pray this prayer with me. Shut up, blah, blah, blah. He just didn't care. Come on, you want to get ignited, go, go hang out with that guy. He challenged me. He pulled me out of my comfort zone. And the Holy Spirit wants us to get out of our comfort zone. You, I know we like our little life. It's all comfortable and everything's in order. I don't like it like that. I don't really like it like that. I want God to check me, move me. And that's why I feel like I have to go back to sit and say, God, what is, what's, what's, what's on the agenda for this hour? What are we doing? What are we doing? Just like in the Philippines when I thought I was going to do one thing and he told me I was going to do another. Just like I'm going to just do my message as usual. No, we're going to heal deaf people. That's great. Who's doing that? Not me. This is where we need to be. Like versatile in every moment. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just giving you, come on, we're going to sober up a little tonight. We don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know, you know, we're looking at, do you think the economy is going to stay like this? With this? Careful. Be careful. The prophets in Jeremiah were saying, peace, peace, and there was no peace coming. Let me just talk to you about rest for a second. 490 years, Israel did what they wanted. <laughs> they just kept going. They, they disregarded the Sabbath. Guess what happened? There's a word called captivity. 70 years of captivity. Are you hearing me? Everyone in this room is called to live in a place of rest. Not captivity, a place of rest. See, what the Lord was calling back for the 70 years, you see, I'm telling you, he was calling back, okay, everything's shut down. <laughs> everything's shut down. We want another shutdown? Oh, I don't want another shutdown. Please, Jesus, help us. Listen, this place is not shutting down. I know that they said we're essential in New Hampshire. That's good for the moment. All right? But just even, even things like masks and, and, and the, I'll just call it pop culture. Pop cultures, believe the science. Like there's this whole like culture that's living a lie. If you think you're stopping any virus with that mask, it's like sitting in back of someone's backyard with a chain link fence expecting the mosquitoes aren't coming in. You are, you've got to wait. I'm, that's what it is. It's basically what a doctor said. A doctor. Try and stay away from that stuff. But the reality is, listen, we need to straighten our thinking out. Ready? God's calling us to be seated with him, to rest in him, to allow the spirit of God to come. 
and show us what we're to do in this hour. That, cause, that means I don't sit in a chair and I don't go to sleep. That doesn't mean I'm seated in a sleepy place. It means I'm seated in heavenly places. And when you're seated in heavenly places, it's all alive and it's all in pure color. And it's all, God, you see what God's doing in this, in this timeline. And God wants you to live from that place. I'm not speaking any negative words over you. I want you to come into an alignment with what heaven's speaking now. When I'm waiting, I wait on the Lord and I renew my strength. I mount up in a place as an eagle. I mount up in that place from Isaiah 40. And there has to be a place where you begin to wait. I don't want to be like the Israelites. I don't want the Lord to say, no, it's time to sit down for a while because you haven't been listening to me. Amen? Amen. Who wants to do that? I don't. I want to be listening to the Lord. I want to live from the Sabbath. The Sabbath, listen, your life. It's funny. I think it was Rick Joyner. I was saying this to Collins. I think they used to shut down, or they still do. The administration of that whole ministry shuts down for the whole month of of, uh, July, the seventh month. He used to do this. He used to tell everyone, go to another church for the month. We're not hosting. I said, wow, that's really confident that the Lord's going to bring everyone back. Right? So we want to be in this place where we're in constant. You are not going to miss anything, and you need to be wise, as Daniel was wise, in knowing and understanding. We need the wisdom of Daniel. Daniel was one who waited before. He turned his face towards Jerusalem and waited on the Lord, and he received dreams and visions from heaven that told him what was about to come. And that was unlocking a kingdom. And you and I need to live in this place to see the unlocked kingdom in our lives. Because the Lord is in this hour. We need to be on the wall. We need to be on the wall. We need to be on the wall. In that place nor sits in the seat of the scornful. If you begin to listen to the media and what they're saying to you and you begin to get settled in that, I'm just, just going to say a few more things about being seated and then we'll move on. But if we're in that place where we're going to be sitting and listening and seated and getting comfortable in the scornful talk of this nation right now and all the nonsense that's being released, I'm telling you, we will be lost. So the Holy Spirit is wanting us to live from this place of rest. He wants our undivided attention. He says this in Isaiah 26. It says this. It says, open the gates that the righteous nation will keep the truth. That the righteous nation keeps the truth may enter in. How many want to enter in? You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, King James, on you. He will keep you in perfect peace. If your mind is, if you're meditating, there's three things. God wants you to meditate, he wants you to pray, and he wants you to just engage the word. Because when I meditate and I allow, when we pray, Listen, God, God wants us to be in this place of meditation. Meditation not as transcendental meditation where we empty ourselves. No, you're emptying. You're not emptying of nothing. You're filling yourself with the word. You're filling yourself with the spirit. You're filling yourself with all of what God has. You're filling yourself with the words of truth. You're filling yourself with righteousness. You're filling yourself with all the promises that God has. Right? And then you begin to act those things out you begin to stand in what those because ephesians tells us right the having all done all we what stand so i can move on to stand for a minute right the holy spirit wants us to stand in truth he wants you to stand in confidence you receive confidence from being in the place with god you receive confidence and your identity and knowing who you are because you've stood you've sat in the council of god 
You sit in the council of God and you receive your identity. You don't get it from, I, I love all the stuff that we have in media. You don't get it from there. You get it from the place of prayer and waiting and meditation. I listen to all kinds of stuff. I'm, listen, I'm not bashing that stuff, but you cannot gain your identity from listening to 27,000 Dan Moeller things. It will help. Don't get me wrong. But until you grab the word that he has, and listen, meditation brings revelation. And the Lord is calling us out of a place of sleepiness, not, you understand what I'm saying, snap out of the sleepiness and into a wo- an awakened place. Not a woke place, I almost said it. <laughs> awakened. He wants you to be there. He wants you to live there. He doesn't want you to leave that. The music, the videos, all the things that you put into yourself, let it be wholesome. Let it be righteous. Let it be filled with God. We don't have time to read the the latest or listen to the latest of, of, please, CNN and Fox. I don't even know where to get news now. Help me, Jesus. But he's calling us to that place. Where we live. Go with me to Ezekiel so we can stand. Go with me to Ezekiel chapter 22. Now he's, he's talking in verse 26 about her priests violated the law, profane and holy things, and they have not distinguished between the holy and the unholy, and have made, made known, have and not, nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they have hidden their eyes, eyes from the Sabbath. That's talking about the Sabbath again and the rest. But it's also talking about we live in a day where if we're doing wholesome, if we're doing Bible, if we're doing holy things, it's called profane. We're radicals. We're radicals. If we're doing the holy thing, you're, you're radical with, your, with your, your, your worldview. If you're doing things that are according to the word of God and the Bible, it's radical. Well, let it be radical. Let it be radical. And everyone in this room should be radical. Everyone in this room should be radical for the things of heaven, not for the things that we, they're calling good. If I had ever... Oh, I have to go. I have to go there. If, if I had ever, in my generation, my, I, I would hope, I would hope... That there would not be someone dressed like a woman, a man dressed like a woman, reading my child stories in open public. And we think that we're clapping. We can't stand in the counsel of the wicked. You cannot stand in the counsel of the wicked. No. Here it is. Because Ezekiel's saying this. Ezekiel's saying they're like wolves tearing. I know. I know light, light scripture today. Like wolves tearing their, play, their prey to the bloodshed and destroying people and to get dishonest gain. I'll just jump down to what I was going to talk because it's talking about just the defilement in, in what happened in not only, the, not only the rest of the world, but the priesthood began to be defiled. And so God will judge the, the, the church to bring the whole world back to righteousness, right? He wants to bring America back to righteousness. He's trying to see where the remnant is. Well, I think there's a bigger remnant than we think. I think that God's pulling people up and pulling people out. And watch what happens when there's, there's a remnant that's on fire that begins to win the world for Jesus Christ. And we begin to see the Holy Spirit moving in power like the book of Acts once again. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's looking for this. He's looking. He said, but I saw it. But I saw a man among them who would make the wall and stand, everyone say stand, stand in the gap before me on the behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I have found no one. And let it not be in this place. 
Let it not be in this place in Kingston, New Hampshire, that he doesn't find a people that will stand in the gap for what God wants to do in this hour. Let it not be in this place that he would find that he wouldn't be able to find anyone that would would stand in the place and would build a wall. Would build what wall? Build a wall of righteousness. Would build a wall that would stop the the venom of the earth trying to come in to the church. It would stop what it would try and stop what God is trying to what the world's trying to infiltrate into the entire church. And I'm telling you, God is trying to move us into a place where the anointing is so strong that we can build walls and we can build strongholds that are way bigger than any stronghold that, that causes you to have any confusion in your mind about where you stand on certain things. The Lord is alive and well. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. And he's looking for us. He's looking for you. He's looking for a man or a woman to stand in the gap. To bring intercession. To go before the place, the holy place, and cause the sanctified presence of the Lord to come. Lord, let it be in our generation. Lord, let your light and your life come to us in such a way. Lord, we break the power of oppression over this nation right now. Lord, we ask that, Holy Spirit, you would break the power of oppression. And those that call evil good and good evil, Lord, would, they, would you shut the mouths of those right now? God, would, you, would, would we come into alignment and be people that would stand in the gap and not, and we would not weary. We would, not, we would be like those that would not weary at the wall. We would be those that do not weary at the wall. We would be those that do not slow down and shut up. We would continue to cry out day and night before you, Father, that we might see the righteousness of Christ emerge in a new way in the United States. God, let it come. And then you may say to yourself, well, what if it's all in God's plan? That's all right. I'm fighting against it anyway. Because here, it was looking for those that will, what? Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And no, we're not giving our lives right now. We're not. But are you willing to give your life for the purposes to see the Lord come in such a strong way in a region that righteousness prevails. That when we go to an outreach in Concord, New Hampshire, there's so much demonic stuff in the streets, guys. I don't know when the last... I haven't been on, in the streets in a while for a litmus test, and I was like, whoa. But come on, we got... There's people from the, lo you know, the local 81 that need to get saved. There's people that are, that are witches. We, we prayed for a, a shaman in the middle of the tent, practicing shaman. <laughs> Did she get saved? I don't know. But she got the glory. She got the presence of the Lord. Did she repent of her sins? I don't know. That's up to the Lord. That's not up to me or you. What do we value? Are we waiting on the Lord so that we can stand strong? Because if I start to stand up, here's the deal. When I begin to leave a seated place and begin to stand, you better be ready to stand because the arrows are coming. And this is that whole picture out of Ephesians chapter 6 where the, the enemy is coming at you and you've got to learn how to stand. And listen, he's, if, don't turn and run because you're not covered on your back. You're covered on the front. Don't turn and run. Just keep moving forward. Just keep pressing in. Just begin to move ahead. And listen, some of us, some of us day to day, I know you work in like in an environment that's constantly anti-Christ. They're trying to, they're, they're, they're coming after you about vaccines. Listen, get everything in writing. <laughs> Just get everything in writing. If they want you to have a vax, get it in writing and then rebuttal and get a mail trail on that. I'm telling you, this is wisdom. Are you listening? People are getting weird. You all right? You have to do it. Just get a paper trail. That the Lord, because if you don't, you've got nothing to stand on. Paper trails.
Holy Spirit, help us tonight. And you go from this place of standing to walking, right? Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up the standard against him, right? You, the, the Lord raises up a standard against him. The Holy Spirit inside of you is going to raise up a standard against what the enemy might try and do, but you're supposed to walk. And how do you walk? You walk by faith and you walk by, without sight. You walk by faith and not by sight. You walk in the Spirit. I did this last week, all about the Spirit. Right? Remember that. We're not going to walk in carnal ways. We're going to walk by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit wants to invade you. Again, it goes all back to being seated. It goes back to being seated and being that place of rest and allowing him to speak to you and allowing him to come to you and allowing yourself to stand up. Because if you stay seated, you can't just stay seated. You have to rise up. Come on, church. You have to rise up. Everyone in this place has to rise up. Not just 25 of you, not just 30 of you. Everyone in this place has to rise up. Everyone in this place has to rise up. I'm calling you up to stand up and to walk. Walk by the Spirit. You walk according to the Spirit and not the flesh. You walk according to the ways that, that He counsels you and not the way the world would want us. Because listen, if I think about it in my mind, if I get militant in my mind, I want to take up arms. I want to do certain things. I want to do crazy things, right? Because I, how, do you, how do you combat something that's just pouring into the nation? I think that way. And the Lord said, You gotta walk, you gotta war by the Spirit. You gotta war by the Spirit. I am militant inside anyway. So I better put it to good use. I better put it on the side of the Lord. Come on, and not in not in flesh and blood. I, the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, because that's why He doesn't want to want us to walk as carnal Christians. Right? That means get rid of all the carnality so that you can walk by the Spirit of God. And we want to flutter around and we want to go back in and back out. And we want to think about our, you know, carnality is not just blatant sin. You understand what I'm saying? Carnality is a mindset that you think you need certain things to get where you got to go. Carnality is, is thinking, the, uh, this is how I'm going to do it because this is what I think. It's your own mind. It's, it's a trap. It is good. Thank you. Here we go. But he delights in the law of the Lord. And really, I want you to just go because of the word. Remember, remember Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, it said meditate on these things. Meditate on the law. Night and day. Don't stop. Just keep meditating on those things. And this is why it's so important that this word gets inside of us. It's so important that we preach from the Bible. It's so important. I, I can have spiritual encounters, and Lord, give me more. I want more angels. I want more, you know, I want more things to happen. Jesus, let it happen. Rip, rip on this whole place, everybody. Lord, let it happen. But we want it, we want it to be grounded in the word of God. And God wants to open up the scriptures to you so that you walk in such a powerful way and listen when the when the holy spirit begins to move on your life the, you begin to get empowered and the empowerment it helps you to walk in such strength it helps you to run in such strength and so this is the way we got, we're going to flourish because we meditate on the word of the lord it is the word which empowers you. It is the word which empowers the spirit of God inside of you. It's the word that fuels what's inside of you. I don't care what you say. It's not just all shubaduba, shabadaba. It's going to be, you. yeah, I get empowered by my prayer in tongues. I believe that. But truly, the word of God, as I'm praying and I'm meditating, ready? We go back to meditation. The meditation of my mind on this word opens up revelation to help me to walk with the fire of God under my feet and you cannot you cannot live without the fire of God in this hour you must live with the fiery purposes of heaven inside of you it comes by being seated with him in heavenly places it comes in that place he shall be like a tree ready trees grow I was thinking we were, when we were in um when we were in Concord, Massachusetts last week, I was thinking, man, the trees, they could tell us stories. Because we were in the place where the, fir the, the, the first shot was, well, supposedly, right? Supposedly the first shot. 
first shot around the world was heard, right? But that place, I'm thinking the trees were probably there. They were probably just little saplings then. But listen, God is trying to grow us into great oaks. He's trying to, he calls you great oaks of righteousness. He's trying to grow you into something that, listen, when you stand, you cannot be moved. You cannot be shaken. You cannot be pushed back. You're not like a pine tree that wavers or a palm tree that wavers. They're designed to carry the wind. Yeah, I know. But we don't want to be like that, flipping and flopping back and forth. The Holy Spirit wants you to be like an oak of righteousness. That's what he calls you, an oak of righteousness. And you want to stand firm. Stand firm. And so planted by the river of of water that brings forth its fruit in season. And I'm telling you, it's your season right now. As, you, as you're seated in heavenly places, as you stand in the gap, as you walk by the Spirit, it's your season. What we don't understand is we, a consistency kills us. Inconsistency kills us. I'm not talking about works, but listen, you have to, consistency is your way to the promise. Showing up, I, I was talking to Collins about this. We have a lot of talks. I was talking to Collins about this the other night, and we were t- I was saying a lot, lot of, a lot of good, small, ready? We think that we have to have the, the, these major, major decisions that are good, and that happens. But I, I'm telling you, I found in my life that little, small decisions, making right decisions, gets me to where I need to go. Little, small, consistency in the small decisions, knowing what the Lord's saying in that time. That's why I'm not going to be hasty to run, run ahead, run ahead, run ahead. I don't want to run ahead. I want to hear his voice and then move. I want to hear his voice, then stand up and say, I know who I'm against. And if you told me this, then that can't come against me because it has no power in my life. And the, the fire of the Lord under me will carry me through the enemy. Lord, give us an encounter. Lord, let us encounter you. And I want us all to encounter him. And then it goes in, and he, he says this, whose, whose leaf shall not wither. And you, God has called you to just flourish. This is why I say those little decisions, right, to make the right decisions over and over and over again, little, small, good decisions, help you to flourish. It brings that, that leaves begin to move off you, and they, all of a sudden you're healing the nations, and you didn't even know what happened. Because Christ in you, the hope of glory, is moving through you. And so we live in a day where the nations need healing, where this nation needs healing, where everyone around us is broken and they need healing. I watched so many people broken internally. They may not have been walking up limping with casts, but they're broken internally. They need Jesus. They need Christ. They need the hope of glory. They need the Father. <laughs> they need the Holy Ghost. And whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. And then it goes into the God with the godly, with the ungodly, it's not so. With the ungodly, it's not so. For the Lord knows the ways, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall fall and perish. I feel like the Spirit's been just prodding me over the last few days to position myself in that place that's seated again. To wait on the Lord because we need, I need, you want, I want all of heaven backing me. I don't want to go in front of him. I don't want to mess with God's plan for, for this place or, or, or our lives and what we're doing. I don't want to do that. I want to hear the Lord on what's next. Listen, we've got five months to figure out a, a spot. I've signed the lease, right? I've signed the lease for five months. He let her sign it on for two more. I have to give a notice by some time. 
Holy Spirit wants to bring us into the right place at the right time. He wants to do it in his timing, not my timing, not your timing, not anyone else's opinions. He wants to do it in his timing. He wants to, he wants to go and, and change and transform nations. Why? Because we're willing to go because we hear his voice and we go. He wants to transform your neighbor neighbor next to you because you hear the Lord and you hear what he wants to say and you're just willing. If he's just prodding you just by a little, just say, go, go just speak. You don't, he might not give you all the words, but that's, it's that one decision just to go and reach out to someone. Some of you can't even reach out to people in the church. I don't know how you reach out to people outside. Your life is not your own. Need you. Your life is not your own. The Lord's just looking. Yeah, thank God, right? If my life was my own, I would have been messed, you know, would have never made it here. I want to just position us right now, all right? I want you to stand up, activate yourself, get out of the sleepy seats. I know, I said seated in heavenly places, but we're not going to, we're not doing it like that. Lord, I thank you tonight that we're going to be just continue to be seated with you, Father. Everyone in this place. Lord, I thank you that you're opening up to people in this place, even now, over the next few days, Father. Just begin to open our hearts, Father, that we can hear you. just begin to seat ourselves, position ourselves so that we can have deep communion with you, Lord. We wait when, when we wait. You just begin to speak. Lord, awaken us to purpose. That's all I'm asking for tonight, God. If we just sit and wait before you, Lord, you'll awaken us to our purposes in this room. And Lord, I thank you that you're moving us beyond. Petty, menial, church stuff. I don't know, I just, I get like, Lord, you wanna move us way beyond what we're even experiencing new way, God, to just help us to broaden our mindsets. Lord, that we would disconnect with what we even perceive even a gathering looks like. God, help us. Help me. So we ask that you open us up, Lord. You strengthen our legs. You strengthen every feeble knee. Lord, you help us to stand. Stand with strength. Stand in unity. Not fragmented. Lord, would you draw us together as a body? 
that we wouldn't be fragmented, that we wouldn't be disjointed, that we could stand together in such a way, God, that nothing could get through, no enemy could get in, no little fox would be able to get in to spoil the vine. Lord, I thank you. You're going to take care of all of those things as we, as we sit and we wait. Multitudes, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Multitudes. Would you open us up, God? Would you open our sensitivity, God? Would you open our eyes, Father? thank you that we're blessed. I thank you that we're consecrated. I thank you that we're set apart tonight. So Lord, just flow. Flow in us like we've, we've never known before. God, would you revive us? Would you revive our vision? Would you revive us Point us in, in purpose, would you? Point us in the right direction, God. Any way we're wayward, any way we're looking at the wrong things, God, I, I just declare that our eyes would be seated and fixed. We set our eyes on things above and not beneath. We set our eyes on the things that you do, God. Lord, what are you doing? Would that be the cry of our heart? Lord, what are you doing? Not what I want to do. Lord, what are you doing? We bless you, Father.